my brother. What's good? What's going on, man? Loving life, man. Loving life. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, it's too hot outside. I love it. It's too hot outside. You're from Guyana, so it, this is this is your natural nah, environment. I'm black. I'm black. This is our natural environment. Okay, it's too hot. I know I couldn't be in them fields. <laughs> I'll be right no, in the house. I'll be, I'll be I'm in the house serving niggas water. I'll be one of them niggas well, passed well, out in the are, field. So yeah, I'll be in the be field, in the, passed out. My skin would be bubbling up, all yeah. that type of shit. To be honest, I'll, I'm going to say this. like, It depends on what you're doing. Because like, if I'm just in the house, if I'm just in the house, I'm going to be tight. Because I'm going to... Like yesterday, I, all I did was fucking cut up some fruits. And I started perspiring like I just ran a marathon. But, you, mean, what, you said what? Perspiring. What's that? All I... Sweating. Sweating in the house yeah. from eating fruit? No, all I did was cut up fruits. Oh, and you were sweating. And it was so hot that <laughs> I looked like I ran a marathon. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, that's why I said, like, it depends. It depends. Like, if you're at the beach, you know what I'm saying? It it just depends on what you're doing and, you know. The beach is a no-go, and I've said this before. but For you. The beach, the beach is just... If you're a girl, it's like, all right, cool. If you some nigga that just you just you lift weights and shit, all right, cool. You going to the shop, your your, your your chest and shit. But for me, it's like nah, I go for tans. I, you're already dark. Yeah, I want to be blacker. <laughs> the original black, the original man on the planet, the original people on the planet was. I pitch, hate getting tans. Pitch black people. I hate getting tans. I hate being in the sun. I hate sweating. I hate being sticky. That's not what you said when you came back from Jamaica. Like, oh, nah, cause I Jamaica, I got a nice tan. Girls, girls it was like me I look really good with the tan. Fuck what they said. I like. That's the first I time I ever mind. liked the tan. Mind. New York tans, you look dirty. But in Jamaica, that tan I got, I was like a golden brown. Jamaica, type. Caribbean, like, Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. That you was just talking shit about. Okay. I was talking shit about. You talking shit about my country, Guyana? We Caribbean too. Cause y'all Guyana, y'all that's Guyana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't Jamaica. It's levels. All right. So yo, shot, shot, shot. <laughs> what's your so what's your plans for tomorrow, fourth Fourth of July and all? Oh, Fourth of July is tomorrow. Um, it's a regular ass day. Yeah, tomorrow is like a regular day for me Wait, too. Like I don't. That's Independence that Day, right? Yeah, Independence for who? Independence for, exactly, from exactly who, from who and for who? I'm not man. That's that's like that's just the fourth day in the month of July. Yeah, like that's it. I was trying to think of a day that that nobody really do anything. That is yet like still uh you know a day that's acknowledged, but do people nobody... still do stuff for Easter. Still? I thought of Easter, but yeah, kids like people yeah, yeah, go people, to church and yeah, black people Easter, they they dress the kids up and all that. All kinds get of shit. Fourth of July is like Juneteenth to white people. We don't acknowledge it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's I ain't doing it. shit. My birthday next week. I ain't got no plans. Yeah, Seven Eleven. But I ain't really. I don't really like make plans for my birthday. It's not like a a big. I mean, usually I'll be out of town, but yeah, this year um this year I'm just I don't know I'm just chilling. That's maturity. I ain't gonna lie, with everything that's been happening in in, in the world, especially in New York and the Bronx, I'm happy just to make it to 26. Mm. Like I'm just that thought alone of like yo I made the 26 without. Losing a fucking arm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> without getting shot, yeah. Like, 
That's we, enough for me. Without even being detained by the cops. Yeah, I haven't I mean, been arrested worst, yet. The worst, <laughs> <laughs> the worst is like back in high school when we got stopped and them niggas yeah. put us in the back of the Nigga van. heart was beating. And drove us back to school and shit. But that's about the worst. Like, Yeah. I, yep. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. I am blessed. It's good to see another black man make another year. Yeah, it's a fact, man. On this planet. It's a fact. So I expect all you guys listening right now. So um, just send me a nice little happy birthday message. Oh, you know? okay. I was gonna say send you a dollar. Oh, the cash go fund me or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yo, girls, that's a good three hundred dollars. Girls be wilding with that, son. Yeah, I'll be seeing girls. They be like, "Yo, it's my birthday." Or oh, you feeling good? You know, just send me a couple dollars and they pay, and they post the cash app. Yeah, and niggas that I'm yeah, pretty sure it works. That's a good come up. Yeah, yeah. But it works for girls. Just though. send me a dollar. I'm pretty sure people sent Shiggy money. I'm, I'm pre- I mean, yeah, he got like a million followers. Yeah. If each of them niggas send 50 cents, that's that's half a mil. You came up. You came <laughs> up. 50 cents ain't gonna hurt nobody. Yo, when we blow up, son, we gonna... Wait, you gonna start asking for money? Yes. We gonna pull up. We gonna be like, yo, if y'all want us out there, like all our Atlanta fans, our, all our Kelly fans, all our send Nebraska fans, cents. just send us a dollar and we gonna pull up. That's a good 25 racks. And we put up at a hotel, all kind of shit. Come back, we still have money. <laughs> you gotta think longevity, my nigga. <laughs> but That's what, crazy. What's, what's cracking out here, man? What's Yo, going on um, news, man? here come the bias talk, right? How Go you feel about this Drake album? Drake, double album. Yeah, double. See, if it was a I like re- it. See, if it was a regular album, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't talk about it because my albums drop, and I ain't really talk about it. But nah. this is a this is a double album. Nah, even if a side rap, B side for the ladies and shit. No, I wouldn't say the B-side for the ladies. I like the B-side, too. I've always been a fan of Drake singing as well, well, in addition to his rapping. I like the A-side better. But there's some tracks on the B-side that's fire, too. Yeah, he's a good yeah. singer. He's a really good singer. Yeah. But um, I like the album. It's not biased. My thing is just don't... No, I was being sarcastic. Okay. I'd be sarcastic. Right. But yeah, I like the album. But to be honest, I'm going to be very honest, I I still haven't listened to every single song. It's mm-hmm. certain songs that I'm stuck on, like um, Emotionless. Yeah, I pulled yeah. that shit back like 10 times the same night it dropped. Yeah. I was like, fuck the rest of the songs for now. I need to like soak this in. I wasn't hiding the kid from the world. I was hiding the world that from was, my kid. That, son. That's real talk, son. though. Like, listen. Son. That's real talk, though. And that's few of the, that's one of the many lines that stood out to me in that just that one song. Yeah. But I really fuck with it. That's real talk, though. Like, yeah. niggas just, people online was really on some shit like, yo, yo Drake, you hiding your kid from us. Like, like we all one big family. You hiding your kid? <laughs> That's how the narrative was. Yeah. And niggas like, nah, I'm hiding the world from my kid. Because yeah. the world is crazy. You heard what he said? You got niggas online just want to debate. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Just to come up. Until you have a yeah. C, you can never under- relate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You don't understand how I feel. And that's why I said back in like a couple of weeks ago, well, this is what I always said. When I have my, when I start having children, I want my children to grow up a certain way. I want to have that, I want to instill that foundation. Then we could do the introduction. Cause yeah. once the foundation is good, no matter who my child come across, you're not going to over, you're not going to outshine me in, as far as influence on my child. Mm-hmm. I'm going to instill common sense and confidence into my children if you have something on your mind if somebody asks a question and you think you know the answer whatever comes to your mind first speak 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. People be telling their kids, oh, don't talk while grown folks talking. All kinds of stupid shit. Like, yeah. that's like the master saying, don't talk while white people are talking. Yeah. You're a nigger. People raising their kids to be slaves unknowingly. Yeah. But I fuck with Drake for that, man. That's why I love how Will Smith and Jada raised their kids. Like, you ever yeah. seen her um her talk show, The Red Table Red Talk? Red Table Talk. Yeah, I watched two episodes so far. Yeah, I watched a couple as well. And um, the way they raised their kids was how you just explained. Like, they let them have... They ain't disrespecting them, obviously, but they let them have, like, free will and, like, free reign to express themselves. And, and um, because a lot of times, like, in the black household... It's sometimes with an adult is dead wrong, but you can't say nothing about it because you'll get popped in the mouth or you'll be like, oh, you're disrespectful, you're talking back. Exactly. But a lot of times, like, the kid do have common sense and they know right from wrong because you raised them that way, right? Yeah. But then y'all do dumb shit and then we can't speak on it because y'all older than us. Fathers be drinking <laughs> alcohol, beating on their wives. Oh, don't beat women. Oh, don't drink alcohol. But you doing the shit every paycheck. Yeah. And then we yeah. can't... And then... You using up your paycheck to buy this alcohol to support your nasty habit, your behavior, whatever. And then you tell your child, oh, make sure you support your family. A man is not a man if he can't support his family. It's conflicting. But man. I'm hearing mommy crying in the bedroom because we're back on rent. Because we got an eviction notice. Yeah. So how are you a man? Yeah. Nah, I feel you. That makes a lot of sense. Like, the whole contradicting thing. Like, kids realize that shit. Like... They see you say one thing and then you do another thing. So it makes them think like, it's so what you expect bad. me to do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I see you doing it and you're not dying or you're not getting sick. Yeah. So let, Or mommy's still with you. So, I mean, I guess it's not that bad. Yeah. People saying? don't do what you say. They do what you do. My mentor has always told me that. So you could preach all you want, but if your actions is not followed behind it, then, I don't care what you say. Yeah, I don't get what, the f- what you're saying. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially kids. But, um, yeah, shout out to Drake. I think he delivered. It's a lot of it's a lot of mixed reviews. But, you know, music is subjective. I wrote something on Instagram the other day. I was like, people are retarded. Like, people are really going to war over this man's album. When music is subjective, like, why would you get upset that someone doesn't like or dislike the music? That you do. Like, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Like, if you enjoy it, cool. If you don't, cool. Don't bash another person because they enjoy it or they don't enjoy it. Who gives a fuck? Just enjoy it in your space. Like, I've seen mad niggas write Christian. I love it. I love the album. It's dope. It ain't my favorite album, but mm-hmm. I enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? And plus, it's only been out a couple days. Niggas, it, album takes like a good three months to soak saying. in. How so many niggas, times have I told you like I bought a J. Cole album? This is my favorite artist. And I'll mm-hmm. be like, I don't really like it. It's it's cool. But months later, I'm like, yo, I was bugging the fuck out when I when I yeah. when I said what I said. Like, all these tracks is fire. Yeah. They have to grow on you. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> it's calling it a classic. I'm like, the shit been out twenty four hours. How the fuck you saying this is a classic? I wouldn't undermind it being a classic. Nigga saying it's the best album out. Okay, I'm like, that's different. I'm but like, I would bro, you gotta give some time. Classic. I wouldn't undermine That's some shit I won't even say it. I'm the biased motherfucker. So who do you whose album you like better? Drake's or Pusha T's? I haven't put Pusha T's yet. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I'm, I'm not a fan, Pusha. It's no urge. I, I feel you. I, I ain't front. I meant I meant to bump it before we record this podcast so I can have some type of thought on it. 
but I just I didn't I just forgot. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I forgot. I, but, I already um, know what's up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yo, the Lakers, man. Shout out to my Lakers, yo. For <laughs> those who don't know, the niggas that everyone that know me, they know this. They know this to be true. And I don't want no fans saying, oh, you hopping with Nigga, I've been a Lakers fan since I was born. Yeah, I met that, this nigga. He was a Lakers fan. Fighting fighting for Laker Kobe and the Lakers. In 2006. And all that. All that, nigga. Ninth grade year. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's it's two-sided. It's two-sided. Meaning, like, I'm happy that the best player in the world, in my opinion, is in the Lake Show. You know what I'm saying? Showtime Lakers. But... I don't want, I don't want it to all be about LeBron. Like I don't want the Lakers to now be, yo, LeBron this, LeBron that. Like we, let's not be mistaken. Like before LeBron came, let's say he didn't come. It gonna take us a long time. We see the players and all that, but we got a young squad that's that's great. We just, we just released Julius Randle as a free agent. He signed to I think the Pelicans or whatever. Mm. Um, he was a great star. We got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. We got Kyle Kuzma. We got a good little team that we was going to build around. So it wasn't like we was going to be in the drought. We ain't the Knicks, nigga. Like, we, we ain't the Knicks. We ain't the motherfucking Suns. You know what I'm saying? Sending, like He's sending shots at my we, we ain't the Bulls. Like, none of that. You know what I'm saying? The, but now Bobcats. we got the Bobcats. Oh, yeah. They changed to the Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. That's crazy, right? Yeah. Um... We got LeBron. I don't we got, think they ever made a playoffs. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us Kobe. Thanks. Um, we got Le- uh, LeBron. We got Rajon Rondo. But fuck all that. DeMarcus Cousins went to the Warriors, nigga. He went to the Warriors. So? That shit crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm trying to sound as much non-biased and not contradictory as I... Because, <clears throat> like I said... I didn't have a problem with Katie going to the Warriors because it's like you want a better life. We for don't, family. son. Honestly, we don't. You said what? You wanted a better life for his family. Nah, 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 nah. Not even that. You don't have a family. You don't have a kid or a wife. But, but I'm saying, do you have a family? Yes or no? Do you have a family? Yeah, but okay. I'm oh, not no, 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 no. Care with them, do though. you have a kid and a wife? No. Okay. All right. Keep going. But that's all right. Keep going. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm not taking care of my family. Keep you know on. What I'm, saying? I'm pretty sure he's not. I'm sure he's not buying his fucking aunts in them houses and all. I'm Doesn't matter. You your don't know immediate, that. Immediate, like your your wife, your kid. That's you're talking about LeBron to move to the Lakers. I t- I I told I'm I told about niggas what you said I, exactly for, about LeBron. I told to niggas last week in the week before that LeBron was come to Lakers because it's about. Him and his family. It wasn't even about basketball. Yeah. It was more about you his said, family because said, his kids go to school in LA. They checked into school, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you said that he wanted a nice place to take his family to dinner yes. after a game. Yeah, bro. Because there's no place to eat in Cleveland. Look, but look. <laughs> if you comparing Cleveland to LA, you're gonna lose this. I'm not comparing. I'm you're compa- comparing. I'm, I'm, it's sta- a comparison. I'm reiterating and making a mock of what you said. No, it's not a mock because it uh, is a mockery. No, it's because not. I'm pretty sure there's restaurants in Cleveland. But bro, I'm telling you, you right tell me now, everybody in Cleveland hungry. Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't about that. Cleveland compared to LA is jack shit. 
That's the Bronx. You can't say that. That's you the Bronx say comparing that. to fucking. You cannot say yes, that. Yes, I can. I never been to Cleveland. I never been to Cali. I I would not say that. Now that LeBron leaves, Cleveland gonna be like Flint, Michigan. The economy oh. is gonna be the what. LeBron brought that shit up OD when he once he leaves. I'm not doubting that, but I can't. I can't talk disrespectfully look, about another state, province, city, state. Look, I don't give a fuck about them. All right, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm speaking from all this right. perspective and what on and what I know. Like I said last week on the on on, on the podcast on the episode, Colin Cowherd is a sports analyst for over 20 years, 25 years. He's on FS1. Um, news, whatever, mm-hmm. Fox Sports or whatever, and he, you should watch some of his shit. Like the shit he be saying, he explained it today. He said that everyone that's a mogul or who wants or who is becoming a mogul, they have a spot in LA. LA is the spot to be for people that are at the top of their game. So whether are you a music artist, you're a um, you're a CEO you are making content or you're creating software, you are going to be in L.A. at some point in your career. That's the same thing with LeBron. He's a basketball player, but he's moving into that mogul stage. He's about to be a billionaire. Whatever contract he signed, whatever now, he's reached over a billion dollars with his career in the NBA. It's never mm-hmm. been done before. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah. So wow. it's it's more about, his feeling, like I said, his kids go to school in L.A., Imagine his kids going to school in LA and he's playing in, in on in Cleveland. So after the games, he can't even like, you know what I'm saying, pick his kids up from Face school time. or shit like that. It's bro, he's Game, in his fifteenth year. Games we, end at like eleven. He's trying to be close quarters with his family. Sometimes. Nobody's getting out of school that time. And plus, the area, the environment in LA, more opportunities. You can rub shoulders with different people. True. Yeah, he's LeBron. You can meet his people or whatever, but yeah. who the fuck's in Cleveland? Ain't no Ain't no, ain't no big. I'm saying it right now. Whoever's from Cleveland, you could, you could add me. Ain't no big mega enterprises in Cleveland for the millennials and for the new shit's going on for the, the software and and um and um, what's that area and um Silicon Valley. Silicon. It ain't a Silicon Valley in fucking Cleveland or Ohio. Period. But you do know that a lot of headquarters for a lot of top name companies are are usually in some no name quiet. It's not in Ohio. You no, but you didn't let me finish. And I did my research, but, you, but I'm telling you, it's not Ohio. <clears throat> anyway, I, at the end of the day, I don't care about what you're saying. All I said was I can't say these things that you're saying. All right, because they're unsubstantial. So I'm gonna be the one to say it. He made the best move. Nigga, move just for dinner. All right, keep going. It's more than that. You don't understand. But, and then DeMarcus Cousins goes to the Warriors. See, this is when it gets bad. He signed a $1.3 million deal for one year to the Warriors. Understand that, yeah, he's coming off of Achilles injury. But for those who don't understand basketball and the league, this is what the league didn't want. Mm. They don't want players to take pennies to get rings because if that's the case, you could build a fucking all-star team and everybody take five million. Everybody take ten million. And then what you got all the best players on one team? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what yeah. like Yeah. You like that's like LeBron taking he he didn't, but let's say he wanted to join forces with the Warriors. And he took 
like 15 million, 30 million, 40 million. That could have happened. He can't take 40 million. Why he can't? 40 million? Why he can't? A year? Why he can, but why he can't? He can, but I doubt that they would agree to that. Look. They would have to... Ma- this is maintaining their current roster. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, leave... Like, you know, trading mm-hmm. the, some of the bench players. But but maintain, the like, the starting five. And bring in LeBron. And then give him $40 million They could have signed LeBron year. if they wanted to. I'm not saying that it's impossible. But I'm saying, in terms of salary cap and shit, like... You cut in very close, niggas, if not into the red. Niggas take less. I mean, money. of course you're gonna make the money back during the season because you're not. Throw away some niggas on but the bench. Nah, that's 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 corny. Throw away some niggas. It is corny. You know what I'm saying? And like like I said, I don't want to be biased because when LeBron <laughs> went to the the Heat, I was I was on my 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 hate LeBron bandwagon. Like I I hated LeBron. I'm like that's some pussy shit. Like you going in a team to build some shit. Specifically for winning rings, it ain't it ain't like you building it from the ground up. Like you you going there with with two people who mm-hmm. are all stars, but then KD went and it's like I, I was about to say before I went on a tangent about LeBron is that I really think playing with Westbrook is fucking bad and annoying and and like you not having fun with that nigga. That's why I, that's why poor George. It's the biggest idiot in the league to me right now. I was now. just about to say, Pitt, Paul that George a, seems you're to a disagree. fucking idiot. It's fun. First of all, you're playing with Melo and Westbrook. The two most volume shooters in the league. We're keeping this silence, too. Because I want niggas to understand that. Look at how they play together. <laughs> well, I didn't watch it, so I don't know how they play Look together. at how they play together. <laughs> like... And I like Westbrook as a player as far as like, yeah, he has, like what Paul said, he has on passion a, yeah. and, and he- On an individualistic and you know level. that yeah. you go and get his heart every game. Yeah. But he, he not like making the- I like him on an individualistic the, level. He's he not making the best decisions and and Paul was like, he's not a true point guard, but nigga, you've been a point guard your whole career in the NBA. You're not a, you're not a true point guard yet. you getting all these assists. And niggas is still giving him the pass. Well, he's not a good. He, well, he's not a true point guard. Like, it's then move that nigga that, to the two though. and get a real point guard. Exactly. That's like, what you would think to do. But if you're not doing it, if you don't like, this is my thing in terms of the true true point dumb. point guard or whatever. True point guard should be a great facilitator. You know what I'm saying? Get assists, find the open. Not man. stat pad. Yeah, don't chuck stuff like that. But. If you have nobody else on the team that's able to step up, this is a, this is disregarding KD, disregarding. I'm just speaking in general. If you have no other help, then you're forced to you know be ball dominant, and you know take matters into your own hand and try to best try to do as best you can do to your capabilities to try to get the W for your team. Mm-hmm. This is what AI did in 2000 2001 with the Sixers. He single handedly took them niggas to the finals, mm-hmm. but. What happens when you go up against a team like the Lakers? When you get your ass these niggas smacked. got multiple help, when these niggas got role players, when Kobe could go on the bench, Shaq could go on the bench. But you got to stay on the court because if you go on the bench, we're going to turn this shit to a 30-point lead. Yep. Easily. But that's my only thing with it. Like, <clears throat> Maybe if he had help, he would play different. If he was to have help... Who? who? Westbrook. If he, he has help. Okay. Well... 
top four well, point oh, guard yeah, in the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. I take that back because KD was playing with him too. Yeah, Serge was exactly. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I take that back. James Harden, that all that. Yeah, I take that back. That's what I'm saying. He has that. Maybe help. it's him. It is him. It's no maybe. <laughs> it is him. Paul George could have went to the Lakers. And live happily ever after. And eat live, good dinner, right? Played <laughs> in where he's from in LA. Um have a good meal at night. See, you making jokes, but <laughs> it ain't about the meals. I'm telling you, I'ma have you watch, watch. I'ma have you watch Colin Cowherd's explanation. He can He's yeah. going to articulate it much better, but... Okay, but I'm speaking about what you point. told me. This is a conversation me and you had. But I didn't just That's mention why I'm just about... Make, I know. This I, was like I a month ago. I didn't just mention about food. It's, it's everything about LA. I know, but I just choose to make fun of the you're dinner a, part. You're, you're the one that chose to mention dinner. I'm like, niggas don't have fucking dinner in, in no other state. It ain't LA dinner. Anyway. But, um, shout out to LeBron, man. Shout out to LeBron and the Lakers... But the Warriors got Stephen Curry, top three. No, the best point guard in the league, my opinion. Then they got Klay Thompson, the second best two guard in the league behind Kawhi. Then they got small forward Kevin Durant, the second best small forward in the league behind LeBron. Then they got Draymond, who is what top two, top three, best defender in the league, role player, does it all, passes, mental, uh, mental toughness, which is good for the team. Yeah. Then they got... What the top three best center in the league, the Marcus Cousins, nigga shoot threes, Hopefully get rebounds. His ankle is on some yeah, Steph Curry yeah. shit. That shit is crazy, yeah. man. It's it's like it's an all star team, literally. Everyone's you know, you know what takes away from that though, and I learned this from like creating teams in two K and shit. That's what it happens. Certain players become your go to, and you treat. Other stars like they're regular people. Mm-hmm. So now, when it's All Star Week, or when it's you know time for votings, and when it's time for you know um, awards and stuff, certain stars, All Star superstars, whatever, they will be outshined by people by of lower tier than them because now these people on other teams they have to step it up, and the teams that these stars are on. That's you know saturated. Not everybody's gonna get a piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah. So you're you could be a star, but you're only gonna have like ten points. But that's but why you, it works. you're gonna get a ring. That's why it works. Yeah, they're I mean, in the long run, in yeah. the long run, if that's what you're looking at, the ring. If the ring is more important than your stats, which is understandable, vice versa. Either way, it's understandable for me. Mm-hmm. But that's cool, because at the end of the day, you know, like, all right, yeah, your stats may be better, but you got I'll rings. bust your ass one on one. Plus, yeah. I got a ring. Yeah. So, you see what I'm saying? But that's the only thing. Like, it's going to mess with these players' stats now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, because you can't. I mean, unless they score in 150 a game, then everybody yeah. get 30. But looking at the greater good, I see why. Niggas is going to hate. Like, niggas been hating the Warriors, but not. And to be Everybody's quite, a villain now. To be quite fair, you can't really. If you're a Warriors hater, then. You're just a hater, an unsubstantial hater. I'm going to explain why. Okay. Because, to be honest, their only main acquisitions was KD and, and DeMarcus Cousins. KD, but which this, both those, of them- Those are some big-ass acquisitions, though. Okay, but they willingly went there. Did they not? Yeah, I mean, Okay, yeah. so you can't get mad at the institution. That's like being- oh, you, Nah, but they was like, recruited, though. 
So there was there was a well they the, just chose the to go there. They were recruited. The was there. Draymond recruited K, um um, um Marcus Cousins and KD. Well, they had like a sit down in somewhere with Steph Curry was there too mm-hmm. with the KD um recruitment. But it's it a recruitment is like an offer though. It's like when you graduate high school, you graduate perfect GPA, all of that. Yeah. Harvard come to you, Yale come to you, Alabama, A and M come to you, all these people, Texas all of them come to you, right? But you chose to go to Stanford mm-hmm. or Syracuse. Now, now, yeah, or yeah. your friend and your friends start hating on you because you went to Syracuse. How could you hate on the? How, how, well, they don't hate on you. They hate on Syracuse. But it was your choice. But all of is, these people rec- appeal to they you. They recruited him though, so they did play a part. Of course, they know the Warriors know. Like, I we kind of ODing with this shit. Like, we ODing. They they know that. But I'm not mad at them. I'm not mad at them. Yeah, because. Who the fuck don't want to win four, five, six? Like in the words of LeBron, who don't want to win four, five, six, seven, eight championships? But as a competitor, they gotta know that we ODing. The whole starting five is all stars. You can't say that we ODing. They ODing. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> they the they making lemonade right now. Five had they got all lemons and they five, got they make all all stars was the nineteen seventy six Celtics. That's a lot. That's what forty years. They ODing. But, I mean, it's whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever. Niggas made bad choices. Mm-hmm. LeBron LeBron used to attend Steph Curry's games at Davidson. Mm-hmm. He went to the, the GM or the, the whoever at Cleveland and told them, recruit Steph Curry. They went with another pick. That That's their fault. You can't get mad at the Warriors organization. Oh, oh we mad at you. Draymond Green got skipped over by how many players? Yeah. And he memorized all of their names? Yeah, yeah. That's why I said the only two main acquisitions is KD and and um DeMarcus Cousins. Now, when you're looking, when you're being recruited and you're listening to all the tales that these recruiters are telling you, you're going to want to look at the black and white. So if I look at all 30 teams, right? All of y'all meet with me trying to recruit me. Well, 29 with the exclusion of the team that you're leaving. All of y'all telling me all this fantasy shit. But yet, I'm seeing like there's ethical issues here. There's moral issues there. There's such and such going on in this, you know, state or this team, whatever. And I look at the Warriors organization and they actually take the time to build their team. They actually take the time. The coach actually speaks out in terms of safeguarding, like standing up for his players. Like, I'm not just going to let you hang my players out there. Steve Kerr's making tweets, he's speaking mm-hmm. out on the president, politics, all kinds of shit. I'm going to respect that because y'all are operating more on the basis of a family. Y'all are not treating us like we're just athletes and you're just trying to, you just want me there for my talent. You see what I'm saying? Mm, so yeah. in addition to all the fantasies that all the other teams told me, plus the state of California that you're in, plus the perks, Plus the fact that y'all won, what, three championships in the last five years? Mm-hmm. That's four years. Last four years. Plus, that's even a higher percentage, 75%. Plus the fact that y'all, you're operating as a well-oiled machine, and I know I can fit in. You see what I'm saying? These are just pluses. These are just more and more like reasons. Why not? If I don't sign... I'm going to appease to all the millions of Twitter followers that I have that I don't know, that don't give a shit about me. If I die, none of y'all niggas going to come to my fucking funeral. 
Yeah. But I'm mm. supposed to not sign and be real and not possibly get a ring and be, you know, mentally But just know stressed. this. We're going to end it on this. Just know this. Anyone that signs to the Warriors, the legacy is, yeah, taking it, um, a hurting from that. Off rip. It doesn't matter. Whatever to me. it kind of it does matter to you. Yeah. But to to basketball historians and people that are are in the Hall of Fame and people that that couldn't get a ring because they didn't join teams and because question or people that got rings mm-hmm. from from teams that were built up like Katie like every ring that Katie wins is not a ring. Even to me, I don't respect the ring. You respect his move, but you don't respect the ring. That makes no sense. No, anyway, no. I respect his move because of his happiness. That still don't make sense. Anyway, the dude from sense. FS1, right? Yeah, Colin Cowherd. Did he, was he a professional ball player in the NBA? Um, nah, nah, not in the NBA. Nah. Was Stephen A. Smith a professional ball player? No. Nah. Oh, okay. All right. What does that mean? Or okay, all right. You can, what does that mean though? I just wanted to find out. We could keep moving on. But why you ask that though? Because they they fucking opinions is irrelevant to me now, totally irrelevant. You could study something all you want, but if you wasn't there, if you never, like Drake said, if you everyone's ne- opinion is irrelevant. No, everyone. My, my, my opinion is definitely irrelevant. I'm not a pro. Everyone's opinion of everything have, is irrelevant. No, can't say that. It, that's everyone's no. opinion of every everything's irrelevant. No. Yes. No, it's not. Okay. That's stupid. Okay. If we had the same that's life experience, if we had the same experiences, nobody's opinion has any value. If you if you really want to be completely honest, you can subscribe. To it's these about how you, you feel want. about. I that have person. a mind of my own, and I know I can think without being influenced by analysts. I don't have to watch these niggas to change or shape my opinion of professionals like choosing where they want to go at the end of the day that's why i said shout out to um lebron in the long run i always opposed him going to the west but i ended up saying shout out to him because at the end of the day this is this man's life this is this man's career this is his legacy that he's making i cannot be mad i just have my personal preference for him to stay residing in the east but if you want to go wherever, even if you wanted to go over season ball, that's that's your choice. So I can't get mad. Like that's pointless to me. This shit is. I, I don't cry over spilled milk. It's set in stone. Keep moving now. All these other teams do something about y'all fucking predicaments. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, shout out to Colin Cowherd. Any nigga, any person that has, especially when it comes to basketball, whether they played or not. If they, because truth be told, and I've heard this from LeBron and other players too, it's niggas in the league that have played for years and they don't truly know how to play basketball. Like, you could be in the league and just think just because you could dunk high and you could do these things, you play basketball. It's a certain type of IQ that goes with like playing the true form of basketball, right? But then there's guys who never played basketball in the league, uh, like Colin Cowherd, Seven A Smith, who's been reporting on it for 30, 40, 50 years, who I respect their opinions on basketball, even though they never play in the league. I'm pretty sure, well, not pretty sure, they know how basketball is supposed to be played more than players who are even in the league. Then maybe they should play. 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like physical. These guys are 50, 60 okay, years old. That's coach. not realistic. They should coach. They should be a coordinator. I mean, the coaching thing, it would have to be conscious put in place. I know you're throwing it out there just to be an asshole. No, I'm not. I'm being but badass. These guys you're know, so fucking smart. know the pure form of basketball more than players who are in the league. They just can't play because they're not physically of that. Okay, that we realm. already dish, we already addressed the playing part. Be a coordinator. Be a coach. Coach a college. I mean, I don't know what these guys are in talks with. They yeah, you never some know. Guys like I said, could. you know, yeah, you never know. But shout out to them niggas. Next topic. <laughs> so moving on into the news now, Harvey Weinstein possibly could be facing life in prison tight <laughs> bye bye i'm surprised to be honest bye bye according to a news article on deadline um harvey weinstein faces life in prison from new sex crime charges by new york city da from third victim this was posted july 2nd 2018 what are your thoughts on this man how um, I mean, I, I'm not surprised or like, oh, I knew this was going to happen. I'm just like, I feel like it's deserved. Like, if we're going to give all these years to Bill Cosby, get this white nigga the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he's, I mean, I feel like he was a little more reckless in more recent years. Like, the shit that Bill Cosby did was like fucking 20, 30 years ago. This guy was like, like whipping his dick out two years ago, three years ago. Five four, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He used his power as far as being like a film director and whatnot, basically like, you know, enticing women to do certain things. And if they didn't do it, then he was he was stripping them. them. Yeah. Which is I mean, is that is, is that illegal to do? I mean the whole being a dick out, obviously, but like to what say mm-hmm. like to take jobs away. Whatever it is. Yeah. He looks like a creep anyway. You know what I'm saying? Get these niggas out of here, man. Put everybody on an even playing field. If you given, if you given, if you given, Bill Cosby ten years, get these niggas out of here too, man. Like they all gotta go. We can't, we can't have that. We, we can't, we can't reward because if you let him go, you're rewarding his actions. Even if, even if he don't get no more films or whatever, if you let him free, you rewarding his actions. We gotta get the nigga out of here, son. Period. I agree. I agree. Like, to be quite honest, I'm surprised that, and I try not to be, I tend to not be surprised as much, but I'm surprised that these niggas are giving him, well, basically throwing the book at him. But like we addressed on um, earlier podcasts, the prisons is not the same. So it's it's like a hotel kind of yeah. So you yeah. spend uh, and this nigga old as shit already. Well, not old as shit, but he's already old. So you know, you never know. You see what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's not you know, the hole at like Rikers or San Quentin, Pelican Bay stuff like that. But according to the article, Pelican Bay, a Manhattan jury, a Manhattan grand jury has now indicted. Harvey Weinstein on some of the most serious sex offenses that exist under New York's penal law, said District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. today. This indictment is the result of the extraordinary courage exhibited exhibited by the survivors who have come forward. Our Our investigation continues. If you are a survivor of the predatory abuse 
with which Mr. Weinstein is charged, there is still time to pursue justice. I'm about to say that nigga abused me. <laughs> it gets some, you know, get 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 a little TV, you know what I'm saying? Get a little TV exposure. Get a few bucks handed my way. And then I'm going to plug the podcast <laughs> <laughs> while I'm on the stand. I'll be like, by the way, check out my podcast. Yeah, but it's me podcast. Co- co- me and my co-host. But, yeah, I'm happy that justice is being served. I just hope that they, well, knowing America, I'm pretty sure it's going to be some, like, you know, a little nepotism in terms of, you know, in his favor. But I hope that this results in him never assaulting or abusing another woman and i hope that it also gets registered in other sex offenders brain to not you know you're not getting away with this shit exactly we're going to catch you i'm telling you it's going to happen this this is the this is the this is the error this of is exposure? the error with exposure everybody it's is getting exposed so I'm telling y'all right now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of y'all niggas' hands is sweaty. That that drip, yeah, that sweat tripping down your back, off your forehead, because you know, back in your day when shit was cool and y'all niggas was on fire yeah. and you had the world in your hands, you was doing some shit you wasn't supposed to. You was taking advantage of niggas, yeah, women and men. Cause we yeah. could mention Terry Crews, yeah. women and yeah. men. You was like, you yeah, I'm myself. The, you was like, yo, I'm the man. Yeah. I'm making. I could do what I want. You ain't think 20 years from then that niggas is going to be like, all right, we, we out to get y'all and it's a wrap. We tripping everything. All your awards, all your accomplishments, mm-hmm. all your movies. This is why you post a stand on being a good person. Period. Fuck the money. Fuck what you got. All that shit is nothing unless you got a good heart. Period. Yeah. That's why... I'm not where I'm at right now as far as my success. But the one thing I'm I'm very proud about is that I'm a good person first before everything else. Yeah. And success, you you are successful. It just depends on which yeah, aspect. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it's financial yeah. succession. Monetary success, I'm not I'm not there. If it's but as being, far as like, you know, um idolized or acknowledged by the masses, whereas you are looked at as a celebrity, like Certain shit is secondarily to me. You're not even secondary. It's like it, it, it doesn't even make the list. But I got what you're saying. Yeah. And then lastly, before we leave this topic, I want to say like I don't like how the media put it when this like when his allegations were first like exposed or whatever. Like I don't like the fact that they were like, oh, um, he abused A-list celebrities. Like, who gives a fuck? He abused a woman. Yeah. A A-list celebrity or a regular girl from New York City, Brooklyn, Brownsville, wherever. At the end of the day, you took that woman's innocence. You invaded her private space. You invaded her, you know, you invaded the pooms. You invaded heaven. So it's like you did all this invasion and you didn't, you was never granted permission. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, hopefully, hopefully justice is served. But yeah, I don't agree with that shit. Not one bit. And that shit straight up corny. Because when I when I think of that, I think of all the first thing that come to mind is my sisters, my mother, mm-hmm. yep, the closest women to me. And eventually, 
like when I have my daughter or daughters. So the more I think about close women to me that are innocent and do not ask for that, you know, negative traumatic experience to be, you know, imposed on their lives is the more infuriated I become because this is someone that's innocent. Mm -hmm. Why are you like, why are you trying to put this woman through that? Yeah. Take advantage of them. For your own selfish gains? For them for three minutes? <laughs> three like, minutes. come on, son. Yeah. But, like I said, hopefully justice gets served. The real justice gets served. That's how it is. That's how it is, man. But leading into other news, a Michigan state judge rules that kids do not have a fundamental right to literacy. <laughs> What does that mean? I, mean, I know what it means, but like, what does that mean? These essentially, getting me madder and madder as the older I become. Literacy. I, uh, <laughs> so you want every? So you want kids to be literate? Honestly, I think kids are kids. The school system is already hindering kids. You're gonna hinder them even more. Some so most kids are leaving school still illiterate to a sense. Yeah. True. High school. Liter- like life illiteracy. Like I know. Financial illiteracy. And y'all want to hinder them even that. more. I'm talking about regular illiteracy. Like I, We got people our age that still don't know the difference between the three dares. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all are. Yeah. We graduated high school 2010. <laughs> you had a whole eight other years. You had you had two more high schools that's, you could have been to. That's so true. And you still don't know how to speak properly yeah. or type properly. That's so true. Yeah, said, niggas. So yeah, like, people grammar is all types. They don't of know the up, difference bro. between where and where as in location and yeah. where as in wearing we, clothes. Yeah, like and also we are and we're yeah, yeah. with the posture. <laughs> like y'all, y'all are. Yeah, it's sad it, out here. Yeah, niggas is really dumb. Dumb, stupid. But hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a little passage crazy. from the from the article. This article was published July 2nd, that's yesterday, in The Hill. According to the article, a Michigan judge ruled last week that children do not have a fundamental right to learn how to read and write. The ruling came in response to a lawsuit filed by public counsel, the nation's largest public interest law law firm, on behalf of Detroit students that sought to hold state authorities, including including Governor Rick Schneider, Snyder, a Republican, accountable for what plaintiffs alleged were systemic failures depriving children of their right to literacy, according to the Detroit Free Press. I mean, this is a fact, in a sense. Like, we covered, like, we, you know, mentioned on earlier podcasts as well, not every teacher does their job. Mm-hmm. So you cannot always, it's not always on the child as far as what they've, what knowledge they've accumulated or how well they speak. It's, that's a reflection of the school institution as well as their home upbringing. But this judge taking it into, (laughs) into their own hands as far as ruling that the shit is not fundamental that is talk about the talk about school to pipeline school talk about school to prison pipeline like 
this is birth to prison. Cause I'm a I'ma address this. Like two things. Rightfully speaking, I understand what they meant. And Well, explain that to me. By all means, yeah. By all means, it's understandable. I agree to an extent though. Like as far as the literacy thing and all of that crap. Jesus never went to school. A lot of the prophets never went to school. Dr. Sebi never went to school, ever. And he cured every single disease known to man. But these people, even though they never went to school, it's not to say, I'm not saying that they still don't know how to read and write. They eventually gained certain knowledge as far as, you know, their way around a book or how to communicate with others or write a letter. You see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you should be, you know, totally, you know, I don't, I'm not saying that you should just disregard all of that just because, you know, school wasn't there from the beginning of time. But based on the society that we're living in, this is very much so necessary. How can you have stores with writings and jobs? Yeah. How are you going to get food? How are you going to get shelter? How are you going to get something to wear? Word. I really want to know which student she's saying doesn't have the fundamental right to to <laughs> read and write. The fundamental like, I, I need, right. I need you to be specific. <laughs> That's crazy. But this is bullshit. This is stupid as hell. F- I guess I guess Donald Trump subscribed to that ideology because that, he, he's he, illiterate. He, he really don't know how to read and write. He's illiterate. <laughs> he really <laughs> yo like we like i ain't gonna lie we ain't gonna really get into it on this episode but i've been like you know sitting in my mom my mom watches msnbc a lot mm-hmm. she watches cnn a lot and i just been sitting in on like the show she be watching and just like yeah listening yeah because she knows her stuff about politics and whatnot mm-hmm. and yo what Donald Trump is doing, son, and and with the House and the Senate and being all Republican, son, shit is spooky right now. I, I'm going to just say that. I'm going to just say that because I don't know all the information mm-hmm. just from what I heard and what she told me and, like, what's going on. Son, shit, spoo- it, shit, shit spooky right now, but the shit going on right now is going to affect, like, decades down the line. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy, bro. Like, our kids gonna go through some shit, bro. Worse, as far as the government and like legislation and I mean the all system you gotta do is and look all at that. History. It's crazy. That's why you gotta teach your kids, you know, certain things from, you know, young. Look at history, and you know how to, you know, bring your kids up. You know what values to instill in your children. You know what to tell your children. You know, you know what to be prepared for, and you know how to prepare your kids. For your departure, as in like death, mm-hmm. as well as if you were to be separated or whatever, like just study history. That's all it is. History stay repeating itself. Yeah. Donald Trump, there were many Donald Trumps in the past. So, you know, but Word. what's funny is I, I came across this post that somewhat goes hand in hand with, with what I just like covered with the illiteracy thing. Like, I like learning new things. I strive to learn new things daily. So, um, I subscribe to this guy's page. 
shout out to Raspy Rawls and it's a did you know post and the did you know uh, is as novels became more prominent during the 1700s society and the media grew increasingly concerned that young people spent too much time reading books they even went so far to call it reading rage reading fever reading mania and reading lust now some people like you think that this might be a farce and it's inaccurate because it's a post and you don't know who initiated it. There's why no it started. It, but is that dated for 1700s or he's talking about right now? He's talking about since 1700s no, up no, to no. now or no. just in the 1700s? It, it was just a did you know. Like this occurred in the 1700s. Oh, okay. But I relate. That's funny because. I actually while, wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the, the Fortnite shit. But go ahead, continue. It's funny because while um while reading like it it crossed my mind that what stood out to me with that post is that it's funny how you can be trying to uplift yourself or enlighten yourself and people would deem that as a negative like people would still it it really doesn't matter whether you do good or bad like niggas going to talk shit that's a fact. And niggas going to try to suppress you from excelling, from elevating. So it's like, do what you feel is best. But in addition to what's you, what you feel is best, make sure it's also moral. Be, you know, be considerate of your peers, of the people in your close, like, proximity, stuff like that. Like, just don't be selfish and, and you know act very selfless selfish so and act you know arrogant and obnoxious to others and their feelings and beliefs but i see that shit trickle down all the way to now man like nah nah i agree with the gist of that because i mean like you said it makes sense that the powers that be they want to stay in power they can't stay in power if the people that they trying to oppress is gaining knowledge which is going to, you know, knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the more knowledge you have, you're going to have, and you said this in the last episode, more knowledge mean more confidence. More confidence to overthrow the powers that be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So they don't want that. They want to keep niggas dumb. They want to dumb everything down. They want to keep you at a low state. Exactly. So you never have, you don't even have the thought in your head that, yo, maybe we could overthrow these niggas. Like, yeah. Maybe, maybe I we, could run this. Maybe we all... Maybe we are stronger than what they betray. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. that comes with reading and whatnot. Nah, I definitely see that in um in today's society. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times, folks that don't think you smart or think you know as much, mm-hmm. when you start speaking to them, even though they know you right, they'll try to downplay like, oh, no, you're just, yeah, nah, exactly. I know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, and, yeah. and when we hear, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree with that seen it time and time again and what's funny too is like another thing i want to like mention is um like after reading this when i first saw this it made me reflect on that popular quote if you want to hide something from a black person just put it in a book yeah (laughs) when i think of that quote like when i first heard the quote everybody the way it was said to me and the the definition that i got by the person who told me the quote, it was like, 
it always alludes to black people being lazy, black people being uninterested in reading and, you know, so on and so forth. Right. I started thinking like I was meditating on it the other day and I thought like, what if it's more to it? Like, yeah, we were enslaved damn near for 400 years. I've never done something or not do something for 400 years. So talk about a habit. Niggas die from overdosing a couple years on the drug. Imagine being on that drug for 400 years. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, we might be in, uh, uninterested because we were conditioned not to not read books, but we was conditioned to not read, period. We can't read street signs. We yeah. can't read a fucking uh, a branding with the brand on our body or, the, or on a horse or a cow said. We can't read anything. So that's just one like point that came to mind. Another point that came to mind was after I started building my little mini library that I have of the books that I've accumulated thus far, like it make you want to yearn for more knowledge because it's like books is legit like a soap opera. You would read a book and even though that book has concluded all of its contents and everything. Something in that book made you want to research something else. Mm -hmm. So now you got to get that other book that pertains to the knowledge that to that spark that pertains to the curiosity that was sparked in the first book, and so on and so forth. But long story short, I came across certain books that I know has some very important knowledge, vital knowledge. And the prices on these books, would you believe me <laughs> that a book is being sold for $250,000? That's crazy. Now, going back to what we just talked about, yeah, the powers that be. Yeah. If you're fucking filthy rich and $250,000 is like a penny to you, obviously you have the discretionary income to buy that book, mm -hmm. to attain that knowledge in that book. But somebody poor like me and you, yeah, we can only dream of what yeah. could possibly be in that book. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So I'm a I'm gonna be the first one to I'm a I'm gonna put my head on the guillotine and say this. I disagree with that quote to an extent. That if you want to hide something from black people, just put it in a book. I I'm gonna be the first one to publicly disagree with that shit to an extent. Of course, we don't have the necessary resources to create our own books as well as distribute our own books amongst our own people. So if we got to rely on other people and then we have to rely on other people for sources of information, we don't know what we're being fed. You see what I'm saying? Like, Nah, I feel you. Nah, I agree with that shit too. That's, that's an old mindset. That's, that's like a slavery mindset. If you want to keep something from a black person, um, keep it in the book. I mean, there are some black people that don't read. They yeah. don't want to read. They don't. They keep themselves in the situation that they're in right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's no secret that we're in a situation because of um, systemic oppression and the powers that be. But that don't mean you got to stay there. You have no excuse to stay there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there are a lot of, we don't have all the resources, but we have enough resources to get ourselves out of the situation. Therefore, you got to read, you got to, you got to take more risk. You yeah. can't be 
scared to go out there and do what you want to do. So that quote does pertain to some people. Yeah. But for niggas like me and you, nah. I'm in that book and I'm reading all your secrets. <laughs> and I'm coming for that ass. I'm coming for that cheese. And um, yeah, man. All right. To conclude the dumb shit that white people do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, this last post that I'm going to touch on, it has been in my thoughts for quite a while. But I never really like um, expounded on it a little too much or brought it up. But it can be shocking to a lot of us, uh, especially if you don't, you know, if you're not familiar with it. But um, a former neo-Nazi explains why hate drew him in and how he got out. Right. That's the name of the article. This was published January 18th, 2018 on NPR. That's a very, you know, widely prominent and, you know, credible source, National Public Radio Incorporated, right? So the guy's name is Christian Picciolini or Picciolini. 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 Christian Picciolini. I'm going to say Picciolini. Probably Italian or Sicilian or something. But anyway, the article speaks on how Christian joined the white supremacy like well joined some white supremacy hate groups and he even exposed how these hate groups would target new recruiter new recruits through video games like fortnite call of duty um minecraft you know games that a lot of popular yeah, yeah white suicidal virgins play um so, <laughs> going to the article, right? Christian Picciolini was 14 years old when he attended the first gathering of what would become the Hammerskin Nation, a violent white po- white power skinhead group. Looking back, he describes his introduction to the group as receiving a lifeline of acceptance. I felt a sort of energy flow through me as I had never felt before. As if I was part of a something greater than myself, the white supremacist says. Picciolini embraced the white supremacist message he heard that day and went on to and went on and went on to front a white power punk band. Huh. White American youth writing and performing songs and it, that inspired others to commit racist acts of violence. But after eight years of a neo-Nazi, Picciolini began to question the hateful ideology he espoused. After how many years? Eight. After eight years, you realize this is some dumb shit and you hating people for the color of their skin without no substantial reasons other than that. (laughs) Pretty much. He remembers a specific Uh, incident in which he was beating a young black man. Wow. His eyes locked with the victim and he felt a surprising empathy. While beating the bl- the victim, it was a turning point. He withdrew from the movement and, in 2011, co-founded Life After Hate, a nonprofit that counsels members of hate groups and helps them disengage. Over the last 14 years, I have actually helped over 100 people disengage from the same movement that I was part of. He says, "The neo Nazis know that 
I'm a, the neo-Nazis know that I'm a danger to them because I understand what they understand, but I also understand the truth. Picciolini has a new memoir called White American Youth. So basically, this is a reformed white supremacist who now sees the light and knows the truth and knows that he was a dickhead for <laughs> eight years. He yeah. wasted eight years of his life doing unsubstantial, unethical, immoral, demonic bullshit. Yep. I mean, shout outs to him for finding the light. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You gotta I give him his credit. Respect the growth. I respect the courage. Why the you to fuck come it out. took you? I mean, he was a young boy, fourteen. Yeah, twenty-two. So twenty-two, he. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. like you know, niggas in gangs. They grew up in their twenties. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. But that's one hell of a moment to realize you're doing wrong as you're beating yeah, a black man up. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Like his eyes locked with the victim. Yeah, he felt empathy. I guess the guy was like, "Why are you beating me?" Yeah, you know, subconsciously, yeah, and he caught that, you know, wavelength. But I don't know, man. This, this. I mean, look, what the first, the beginning of the article where he says is recruiting through the Call the of Duty. Games. I ain't gonna front when I used to play Call of Duty. I came across a lot of racist it used niggas. to be a lot of nigger this and nigger that, and you're a spick and and a, a lot a lot of crazy shit. So so I so Call of Duty, yeah. They on there and they on there heavy. Fortnite, you can't really speak to people. You don't see their names, so it's kind of difficult. I'm not saying it's impossible, but um, I never played Minecraft. Yeah. But all these is popular games, and look, man, it sounds far fetched when you first hear it, but they trying to get recruits everywhere. I'm sure they everywhere. Yeah. There's a part Trying to of get the recruits. article. There's a part of the section, a section in the article that is headlined on how the white supremacists of the 80s and 90s strategized to make their movement more mainstream. There's also another part that talks about how music, how music led him to the neo-Nazi movement. So yeah, these people are everywhere. But I really want to read the part on how they want to make their stuff more ma mainstream so the viewers could know what's up. Um, all right. So I do think that there were a lot of concer concerted strategies in the 80s and 90s that we are seeing take hold today. We recognized in the mid 80s that our edginess, our look, even our language was turning away the average American white racist people we wanted to recruit. So we decided then to grow our hair out, to stop getting tattoos that would identify us, to trade in our boots for suits and go to college campuses and recruit there and enroll, to get jobs in law enforcement, to go to military, to go to the military and get training and to even run for office. And here we are 30 years later. And we're using terms like white nationalists, alt-right, terms that the white supremacists came up with, by the way. They sat around and said, how can we identify ourselves to make us seem less hateful? Here we are in 2018, and we have a lot of hallmarks coming from political figures. The administration, the policies that are very similar to what we espoused 30 
espoused 30 years ago. It is a white supremacist culture that is being pushed. Come on, son. Donald Trump. All this shit is not... All this shit is chess. Yeah. All this shit is chess. The role that music played in the movement. I had already been a part of a punk rock subculture, so I was already searching for something to express my anger. And when I heard Screwdriver, a white supremacist rock band, and when I heard this music that was coming over from England at the time, it allowed me to be angry because the lyrics gave me license to do that. And let me just take a pause. There's another paragraph, but let me just pause to say something real quick. A lot of people think America is the only racist white country. They excuse and disregard England. They don't they don't t- they don't talk about they didn't t- they don't take into consideration Sweden with the with the whole, you know, I'm the coolest monkey in the jungle all that shit H&M. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't they don't look at Russia, they don't look at Germany, they don't look at none of these, France, all of these countries. All of these niggas have the same mentality, the same agenda. I'm not now let me edit that. When I say all of these niggas, I don't mean every single citizen of these countries, but the administrations there, the elites there, it's the same agenda being pushed. White supremacy. And all that means is we are afraid of the blacks because they can ultimately erase us off the face of the anime, off the face of the planet. Just through DNA mixing. That's all it is. Yeah. Now, let me finish this last paragraph. I very effectively then used lyrics myself when I started one of America's first white power bands to both recruit young people, encourage them into acts of violence and speak to the vulnerabilities and the grievances they were feeling so that I could draw them in with promises of paradise even through my lyrics this sounds just like the bloods and the crips when they go to the young homies and they tell them oh you don't have a dad in your life oh me neither my nigga but yo this my bro dominique and i got my og and i got my boy k and my other nigga aunt and yo we rolling and da 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 and we embrace you like a brother and da 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 and all you gotta do is put in a couple work and, and you part of the brotherhood. We gon' we we fuck bitches. We get money. We look cool. We drive fancy cars. <laughs> and all of this is a fucking dream. <laughs> all of this is a fantasy. I mean, yeah, you do experience this shit. Ma- majority do experience this to an extent, but they don't tell you about the downside. They don't tell you, yo, my nigga, if you get caught, you could you could spend thirty years for the simplest shit. And within that thirty years in the pen, you you might get fucked. You <laughs> might you might get lose. Stabbed, you might get, get stabbed. You might you might get your teeth knocked out. So just so a nigga could put, shove his dick in your mouth and you don't bite it, like they don't tell you all of this shit, son. They don't. But they try to push the agenda as far as only the blacks are recruiting people into their violent ways of life and and violent, you know. Um, gangs. I'll put quotation marks around that shit. You see what I'm saying? So that's my that's that like that's the problem I got with these niggas. And I know me speaking about it is not going to change anything. But my main thing is bringing awareness 
Because when you know better, you do better. When you know better, you, you teach, you enlighten others. Jesus said, when you, I forgot the quote exactly, but it's something about the light. If you have the light, you do not hide it under your, you know, you do not hide the light. You put your hand, you extend your hand out in the, in the air and you show everyone that you have that light so that they can, so that you can lead the way now and they can follow you because you have the light. So that makes sense. But to conclude this week's episode, the I got another the fact, fact of the, of the week. week. And this week's fact of the week is week, week. the oldest relic found dates back to 2.8 billion years ago. The oldest what? Relic. What's that? It's like artifact. Oh, okay. Um, something that deals with like um, has to do with like a civilization, like something used by you know a surviving memorial or something of the past. Yeah. So um, yeah, it dates back two point eight billion years ago. According to white people, we only been on the planet <laughs> six to eight million years. So. That and they only been around for how long? Six thousand. Yes. Yeah, the the people who most recently came telling us how long we've been here. That's like your cousin moving in and be like, "Yo, you know, you know, this house was built. You know, uh, you know, you know, you know, I was here. You when, only been living here for like I'm four like, months, my nigga. You just fucking moved in. Yeah. You know, you you know your rent is uh such and such amount. Like how how do you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fucking the landlord. But um, another um fact like they all go you know in 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 accordance with each other. The oldest fossil was found in North America, and it dates back twenty eight million years ago. So that proves that we were here even before the so called Native Americans, yeah, yeah. Indians that they claim yeah. inhabited here. But that's just the oldest fossil found. And that dates back further than Lucy because prior to finding this, prior to this finding, Lucy was the oldest, which was the black um, woman in Africa or somewhere, I believe. And that was 10 million years. But this fossil dates back 28 million years. Mm. And according to the same white people, apes came into existence roughly 20 million. Well, some sources say 20 million. Some say 6 million. But either way, if the oldest relic dates back 2.8 billion years and these monkeys were only here for, I would say, 8 to 20 million years, right? Going on, you know, the different sites that say get, that give different dates. Obviously, that the monkeys came after us. So how did we evolve from the monkeys, Charles Darwin? <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck is that possible? See that's, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a, this is how you shut niggas up with their own shit. That's another topic for that that topic could go on for hours. Literally. It can't. Because they found they found their own answer. And I'm using their answer to answer their own question and address their own contradictions. But it was a pleasure. Thanks for listening. Bang. <laughs>